like this When the world's a bit foolish And the lights go down Across the treadmill I get down If you had feel on the verge of going mad and then it's time to punch the clock I put on some makeup turn on a tic tac and put the wake back on my head suddenly I'm Miss Midwest Midnight Check out Queen until I head home and I put myself to bed. What's up, everybody? That is a snippet from Wig in a Box from Hedgewig and the Angry Inch. The official original motion picture soundtrack. Now, I wanted to cover this like <laughs> last summer. I did. I did. I swear I did. However, comma, some things happened and I was not able to. And I'm going to let it play on in the background as I as I talk. But um, yes. this is my jam. OK. And um, but yes. So the thing about Hedwig is that I have loved this soundtrack since it came out um and I'm, I'm trying to grab I believe it was 2001 um or 2011 just because of what we were experiencing at the time I remember I remember it because I, I believe it was 2000 and um no, it was 2001. The reason I remember it, well, above everything else, we know what happened um, in in 2001, especially September. Um, but this came out maybe, I want to say like a month or a month and a half after that. And with that traumatic experience, you know, a collective experience that that happened um in September everything suffered after that there was it completely restructured how we view our world and especially in America how we move about in America I think it did trigger um what we're seeing today we're seeing a lot of you know of the strife we're seeing a lot of people just <laughs> just doing a lot of things and so I think that that experience like I said it was a collective experience it didn't just affect one community it affected every community now some communities benefited off of it and then some did not um but that's not this podcast this podcast is about movies and things like that so Hedwig and the Angry Inch came out in 2001 it is a musical okay so and if you don't know me you should know by now that I love musicals of all shapes and sizes 
<laughs> now, Pink Floyd's The Wall, I can't. I watched it one time and I was like, I'm good. There are some that I'm like, I cannot watch this again because of what what the tea is. So, but Hedwig is just one of my favorite movies ever. It doesn't necessarily have to be one of my favorite musicals ever. It is, but it's just one of my favorite movies ever. Um, now, I'm just going to give you a the quick rundown of <laughs> the synopsis that Google has and then I'll go ahead and get into just my thoughts on on this Paramount film it is just it is bedrock like it is bedrock so a German immigrant living in a trailer in Kansas is the victim of a botched sex change operation Adapted from the critically acclaimed off-Broadway rock theater hit Hedwig and the Angry Inch tells the story of the internationally ignored rock singer Hedwig and her search for stardom and love. Um, so this actually was released in January of 2001. Um, I remember it was like Sundance and things like that. I didn't get a chance to see it until like it was December like I didn't get to see it because back then distribution was trash <laughs> nowadays it'll probably been on a streamer and everybody would have seen it by now it was directed by John Cameron Mitchell who also stars as Hedwig and had also starred as Hedwig in the off-Broadway play okay so <laughs> fast forward to, to today and Hedwig has become, like I said earlier, it's a Paramount um, and Bedrock production. And people have done it, have, you know, yeah, they've <laughs> recreated it. They've put on these shows. They've done all the things. I've had, you know, a lot of past um, acquaintances who have, you know, worked on the show, um, on local productions of the show the costuming in here y'all know i love fashion i have to talk about that first there is an outfit in here that they made out of trash bags and it was like the old school trash bags too like the 2000 and like 1999 2000 trash bags and for y'all that don't know they were not sturdy they were not cute they were very flimsy and the costume designer, I got to see a um, interview with her and she, you know, explained how they came up with that concept. And they were just like, well, you know, that particular uh, moment in the movie is Hedwig feels like trash. And they were like, okay, well, we're going to make a whole outfit out of trash bags. And they did. And it was so cute. And it was like, it's just things like that. I love looking at pieces like that where things are recycled and upcycled and made into something like a minis a miniskirt and bralette like i love things like that and that's what makes things iconic it's not necessarily about you know some lace or something that you've had forever and then like <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it takes things like this it takes materials like 
everyday materials and then reconstructing it in a way that speaks for the character without the character even speaking. And so that's what wardrobe really does for me. Um, Y'all remember when I was talking about Cruella and how that was one of my favorite parts was when she had that trash, um, that garbage dumpster dress. And I was just like, yes, like this is, that is what I'm talking about. Like, yes, I love stuff like that. So, um, but then let's go ahead and get into the music (coughs) on Hedwig. When I say, (laughs) this soundtrack is everything it is everything like (laughs) it is everything i rewatched it last week because i needed a musical but i needed a musical that wasn't gonna like po me i needed a musical that was gonna be like okay speaking to to me and i needed that rock and i needed that role but i also needed those heartfelt lyrics that is hedwig and (laughs) my the what i played earlier was wig in a box but i could have played the whole thing but i ain't really trying to get none stricken uh, on this on this here podcast i've been very lucky so yeah i really the music on here let me go ahead let me just go ahead and grab it uh tear me down is the opening um song and it's straight power <laughs> rock and roll you know straight like it's kind of punkish, but not too much at this point. Um, one of my, like I said, Wig in a Box is my, just my favorite. But then there's Origin of Love and that comes next after Tear Me Down. So it's the second song on here um, and in the film. And the story of how, the mythical story of how love came to be and what it what it means you know to make love is us trying to fuse ourselves back together because in this sense and in this story we were split in two um we were all one and then we got too cocky or whatever (laughs) and we got split in two right this is all mythical stuff okay this is not founded this is just fantastical things and um so us trying to couple up and come back together is us trying to come back into being one and so yes and it's it's a beautiful song it's beautiful so you go from this hard rock opening to this soft underbelly and that is literally the entirety of this film. There, these hard edges, these hard pushes end up coming out as really hurt. Like this, this person is hurting. This person has this softness to them, but they've had to harden up because of, of the world and of certain circumstances. So, Yes, I was like, I I wasn't expecting, when I first watched it, I wasn't expecting to be talking about it 21 years later. You feel me? And like I said, I tried to cover it last summer, um, but we're not going to go there. But yes, Hedwig and the Angry Inch is available to 
um, rent. Um, it is also available to buy everywhere. Let me see if it's on any of the streamers real quickly. And it doesn't look like it is. It looks like it is all rent or buy. Um, it is a 4.5 out of 5 on Voodoo. Um, which I am so in love with right now. And it's only an hour and 35 minutes. And it's, you know, so it's a quick watch, which is good. The pacing is perfect on this. The casting is amazing on this. Um, it, it, it is a perfect film. For me, I'm giving it a five out of five. Okay, five snaps out of five. So, yes. Um definitely check it out if you have not already you need to i don't know what you are doing with your lives if you have not watched this movie it is 21 years old um the academy just had a sit down with wardrobe makeup um the director so yeah it's it is a paramount film like i said it's very 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 important um for people to just watch all right. All right. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Hi. So this is my review plus more um, of The Sandman. I know I'm late. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> this came out, what, in the summer of 2022? Like, fallish, summerish. <sighs> On Netflix, but you also know me and Netflix okay but that's okay that's okay I'm healing that and <laughs> so um I I knew about the the series um this is a Neil Gaiman piece and if you don't know I, I love Neil Gaiman um <laughs> I do Good Omens is my favorite uh adaption thus far now the sandman is hella good it is so good they did a really 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 good job here but good omens to me is just it's just one of my show favorite miniseries period even though they have a season two coming out i'm really excited about however let's talk about the sandman um also american gods is one of neil gaiman's too but i could not stand that show so you know there it is there it is um <laughs> anyway so right now it's sitting at 93 percent uh approval rating with google google users which is good and then it's 87 percent with rotten tomatoes um the cast is massive there is 10 episodes and it and then there's a bonus episode that I just still am on the fence about like it was a special episode added later and I was just like yeah so I'm just gonna cover the, the original 10 and just be good there I had to take notes with this thing like and have questions usually I can just watch something and just be like hey yo it's this but however comma this one was not that because 
it just it was it had so much going on there were so many layers to this but like I said the cast is massive and some characters come and then they go one of my least favorites was Constantine like I don't know very cocky which you know it is what it is but very a very cocky individual who end up getting somebody killed because of the cockiness you know people and again this is mythical stuff right these are mythical things and the synopsis is when the sandman aka dream the cosmic being who controls all dreams is captured and held prisoner for more than a century he must journey across different worlds and timelines to fix the chaos his absence his absence his absence caused so yes it came out in august of 2022 listen so I'm watching this thing and I'm just like what? Like <laughs> I was like what is going on with this? Like what is happening with this show? Okay. Tom Sturridge plays um Lord Morpheus aka Dream. Um aka the Sandman. And he does amazing. He 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 that is the central character so if you didn't like him um it was not going to work and his striking resemblance to the actual character in the in the graphic novels and you know graphic if you don't know now you know graphic novels are my jam like <laughs> i love books but if you give me a a, no, a graphic novel oh we are just best friends and so but yeah so tom did his thing and i was very very happy (laughs) about that um but the rest of the characters a lot of them come and go and we're probably gonna see them again in season two and this thing was a massive hit so yes we're getting a season two they're even talking season three already which makes sense because there are a ton of the graphic novels um now like he was locked up okay he was imprisoned for (laughs) a hundred years and the family that was able to ensnare him they were already rich okay like people are already you know they always rich (laughs) and doing some ish you know what I mean which that's a business you know I'm gonna sip my water and mind my damn business but like (laughs) He was like, they ensnared him and had him in the the pit, right? And then like, what had happened was they continued to blossom and live longer. Kind of have this immortality bit going on. And I was just like, oh, oh God. Oh God, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just a lot going on. And, um, so that happened and he was gone. And (sighs) the black lady, (laughs) Lucian, is Vivian, um, 
Akeem Pong had to literally run everything while he was gone. And she did amazing, okay? She's the librarian, pretty much. And we were able to really see how we were able to see like their dynamic it him being gone screwed up a lot right like people were in comas and stuff like it was bad bad and like sleep comas and then when they woke up some of them didn't wake up and then when they woke up like you know they would have these long lives like this one lady was like i think she was 200 or something like that but what ended up happening was out of her bloodline came the vortex who um is played by the new or venisu um sumanyai and this poor child didn't know she was a vortex she didn't and vortex is like you know just this dream walker that can just help you with your dreams and like things like that right and so she was sitting there and just like she didn't know that her actions was going to undo the dream space and bring down the walls between reality and dream and we don't need that happening right like in a mythical sense of things we don't want that happening there's a separation for a reason right and the villain um is um the corinthian and that's played by boyd um hallbrook and he did pretty good i thought it was uh what's that man name <laughs> chris evans i was like was y'all trying to get chris evans because if y'all got chris evans on that that would have been tight because that's who he reminded me of but you know and so yeah it was <laughs> It was good casting though, but that's who I thought it was. I said, is this Chris Evans? It wasn't. So yeah, and his main goal is to bring down the walls. You know, he wants, he doesn't want that. He wants a reality where he can walk around 24-7-365. And he was the one who helped ensnare um, Dream in the first place because that was his ultimate goal was to bring down those walls and weave nightmare forever and because that's what you know his tea was <laughs> but there's a ton of people in this Patton Oswalt is Matthew the Raven <laughs> he's so precious Jolie Richardson is Ethel Cripps which she was a part of the family that I was talking about that had ensnared dream in the first place um, David Dwellis plays her son. It's weird. It is just weird. Okay. It is weird because they're both, both about the same age. But because of this certain gem, they were able to live longer <laughs> than expected. Um, there's just a bunch of people in this, in this too. And it's, it's, it's just a lot. Um, Stephen Fry is in here. Mark Hamill is in here. John Cameron Mitchell from Hedwig and the Angry Inch is in this. Um, 
I'm like, who? It's a, it is a bunch of people on this thing. Like a bunch. And so that means there's a lot of storylines and a lot going on. So it was, it was so good though. I watched it twice. Um, I'm moving on to other shows, but yeah, I was able to watch this twice just so I could make sure I answered everything that I, I had questions on. Um, let me pull up what I have questions wise. Um, yes, I did. I was whipping out the phone going, okay. I went, is the Sandman the father of humanity? Uh, if he betted a certain goddess or did he? Is that the betrayal? Listen, there was some stuff, okay? There was some stuff. And the, when I rewatched it, and then I, I did some Google searches on that, you know, dynamic between these two. I said, no, he would have been like the stepdaddy. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, hey, girl, I know you kicking it with so-and-so, but can I holler at you real quick? Just just real quick for a minute. Can I, can I, can I holler at you for a minute? And <laughs> she refused him and she was kind of she was kind of not smart about it um and she ended up having it was just a lot of a lot going on and he wasn't having it and he like was like oh you you got to go like you is not a part of no you got to go like he was mad mad so anyway I, that was me searching and doing things but that has not happened like that has not happened in a long time the casting department needs an award for this show i love the adaption slash conversion between the graphic novel and the series the nightmare wanting to become a dream changing their fate that was a character that I just loved and I love their arc. It is so cool because who doesn't like someone changing their stripes? There are some loose ends that I would love to see um, tie up in season two. That's just, that's, that's my tea. Um, now, Mason Alexander Park plays Desire and I, oh, I loved do you hear me? I loved them. Um, so they were in Cowboy Bebop and Quantum Leap. And it was just so good. And then Gwendolyn Christopher. I mean, Gwendolyn Christie plays Lucifer. And I just... That's ma'am from Game of Thrones. Okay. Game of Thrones and Wednesdays. Um, Wednesday. Just so good. It was just so good. It was, the casting was everything in this. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to see. Um, I'm going to give the Sandman 4.8 snaps out of 5. So it was really good. Like if you have, if you have the time to watch it and have not, you definitely should check it out. I loved it. Um, so yeah. Thanks. Bye.
Hey everyone, it's Olivia again. Um, <laughs> listen. Um, I was able to catch Violent Night finally, um, and watched it on Christmas too with some amazing people. And <laughs> this movie. I should not have liked it as much as I did okay I should not have but I really did enjoy this film um David Harbour plays Santa Claus John Leguizamo is Ebenezer Scrooge Beverly D'Angelo was up in the peas um Alexis Louder which she plays Linda I really really enjoy her Eddie Peterson from um the Righteous Gemstones is in this. And the synopsis is an elite team of mercenaries break into a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they aren't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he is about to show why this Nick is no saint. Um, it is directed by Tommy... Um, Workola and then yeah Universal distributed the budget was 20 million um I'm sure that made they made that back because it is now available to rent for $19.99 everywhere or you can just go ahead and buy it for about 25 bucks plus you know the change of tax so um listen now I had fun I did I had fun watching this movie um let me get into what I didn't like and then we'll get into what I did like okay so I'm gonna flip it around usually I do the other first and then the other second so what I did not like <laughs> there were some slow moments that went on too long and that was that okay that was the only thing I didn't like okay um there were some things that I was kind of in the middle of the road on but for the most part there were some slow moments that just were elongated and that is an editing issue it is a pacing issue as well this is an action thriller <laughs> so I was expecting those moments but I just they they didn't mix well because then it kind of threw off the balance of action because it was all just action 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 and then it was you know <laughs> action 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 the movie is like an hour and 50 some minutes long and so when you have that length of film the pacing has to be on point or at least centering on on point and with with those slow moments it it kind of threw the balance off a bit now what I did like about it was it looked good okay it looked good this was people knowing how to spend that money okay <laughs> they knew how to spend their money and it showed um it takes place on one location, which always drives the budget down, which is really, really good. We always look for that. Um, yeah, the movie, they say it's a dark comedy, which I love dark comedies. Okay, My sense of humor is as black as 
the shirt I am wearing is black and so <laughs> but yes and um Santa Claus in this sense I believe he was like a Viking warrior and I love the fact that he's not like all like David Harbour is an amazing person he is an amazing actor I love that he is getting all these opportunities but I also love his physique I love that he's not the typical movie star that we are used to seeing lead in these type of roles you know and I, I love that I love they showed this scene of him as this mythical person and how he came to be and it was just like I mean they didn't go into that but they just showed like him and like his I assume was like Viking kind of stuff and he was just standing there like yeah and I was like you know what this is you know what that's like we like Duke from Black Panther too they're just we need to see these type of physiques you know not just in women but in men too and so like I said I love seeing I love seeing him <laughs> in this movie he had me cracking up there was too many times where I was just like giggling and I should not have been giggling but again I said my my sense of humor is pretty dark so um, but yes, he had me cracking up. John Leguizamo. So let's get into the cast. This is the cast is very strong in this film as well. And so, um, David Harbour had to bring, he had to bring it and he did. Um, let me find Miss Ma'am. Why is she not listed? Um, the little girl is not listed. Leah Brady is Trudy Lightstone and her and David had this amazing rapport even though they were never like in the same room together they were always like um on walkie-talkie but there was this connection there and it was so good he is just really good when he works with the youngins he knows what he is doing he did that on stranger things and now he did it in this it was so good so so good i was so amazed by her um and i hope to see her i hope to see her more i i get that way with younger um black actresses because we don't see them when they grow up like we don't um we don't see them anymore you know, there's no black Drew Barrymore. There really is not. Let's just be honest. And so I wonder, well, we know race has a lot to do with it. And opportunity has a lot to do with it. But it's like, we don't see that. And I think it's, I think it's very unfortunate. And I think it's very sad that we don't. So that's just my two cents. I wish the system was not as it was. And I wish the system wasn't so stacked against people of color when it comes to the entertainment of things but just like anything it is stacked so and against stacked um John Leguizamo was up in here acting up as he can he brought his old you know silly self <laughs> into the mix but he was kind of menacing a little bit like I was just like ew like and then of course there's the violence that's something else i'm trying to wrap this up i'm trying to keep it under 10 minutes the violence was 
yikes like I I was like this that's a lot that that is a lot of stuff that is happening that we don't typically see um so you always have to reinvent the wheel on how you're gonna dispose of a character and they it was there was some things there was some tea going on that I was just like I I I I, that was a lot that was a lot and so um yeah it was good though like I enjoyed it I did I had a good time watching the film um like I said the chemistry was there not just with the two that I mentioned but just throughout um you can tell this was a low budget film um just like I said because of the location and how they you know, but they were able to maneuver things and they were able to like shoot it in a way <coughs> that, <coughs> excuse me, that didn't feel like they were just on one location. You know what I mean? This is, this is kind of movie I'll be like, hey, if you start now, you need to watch these type of movies. Okay. The big budgets are awesome, right? Those are cool to watch. But if you're just starting out, you're not going to get that. And and to be honest, you're not going to get no $20 million budget either. This is, you know, you working your way up too. But <laughs> these are the type of movies you need to start watching. And, you know, if you're an independent maker, filmmaker trying to, you know, crack into anything, these are the type of movies you need to watch. Because there, there are like <laughs> times where you're not going to have multiple locations because you don't have the budget. You don't have the money. And so you have to split up, you know, the location. I remember doing one where, um, where I had a few locations, but I would have to split them up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I ended up doing that in pre-production when we were, getting things together and it was like okay so (laughs) this house is gonna have to be three different locations and it was gonna be I would be able to do that so but yeah it's just oh my god it's a lot (laughs) going into these things and you just money is always funny when you're trying to make your art live so like I said I I did really enjoy this movie I gave it a 4.3 out of 5 when I was talking to friends about it um 4.3 snaps out of 5 so I don't know how the 0.3 would a snap of a 0.3 would sound like but there that is um like I said is it is available everywhere to rent for about $20 and some change and then if you give it a little bit, it's probably going to be on Peacock, but then you have to pay on Peacock, but Peacock has a thing with Amazon and a lot of it. It's just a lot. Okay. I would give it like a month and it's probably going to be on prime here free to watch or, you know, with your subscription. So, um, other than that, if you're going to buy it, it's $24 and some change. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.